So uh, yeah, really looking forward to hearing this guy talk. I'm gonna hand it over to Tej Talks. Hey everyone, so today we're gonna talk about building a brand. Who in the room has a brand? Yeah, who said we all do? Correct. So two of you put your hands up, that's fine, but you all have a brand, right? And we'll, we'll get to that. So I've kind of put a little, I've already started being passive aggressive. I said it's about time you did because a lot of people don't value a brand or don't understand it or don't realize that everything we buy, every purchasing, purchasing decision is based on a brand, right? So here we have two examples of cars. Now, they both get you from A to B. They both have four wheels. One's a lot more fun than the other. Obviously, this one's a lot more fun. And one has a bigger engine and one is Italian, <clears throat> German, etc. What? Can anyone tell me any different other differences between these two cars? Why would you buy one over the other? Price. Status. Status, brand, price. Yeah, definitely price. Um, luxury. Luxury, yeah, of course. Now, one tells a story, right, of being reliable and kind of that's about it. One tells a story about Italian passion coming out of a factory in Bologna, being handcrafted, being built for the racetrack, right? Being full of history from when Ferruccio Lamborghini started the company back in the day. One paints a picture for you. Now, can anyone guess the price of this? It's a 2019 Golf GTI. 15 and 18, right? 20. 15 and 18, you're in the right kind of park, ballpark. Price of a Huracan STO? 350. Yeah, you've been, you've been shopping, you've been looking. <laughs> so there's a humongous difference between the two of them. Now, can we really say that this is 19-ish times? Well, that's correct. The, the sort of car that this is? Depends. If you love Lamborghini, you'll say, yeah, Ted, of course it is. If you understand cars and mechanics, you'd probably say, oh, I don't think it's 19 times the amount, but these are impossible to get, right? Wait list, et cetera, et cetera. They hold their value a lot more than this. And there's a reason people buy that particular car. Fun fact, does anyone know uh, something they have in common? Pedals and same manufacturer. Now, if you bought a car for 260 grand and you had the same accelerator pedal as this car, would you be happy? I'll be pissed, right? So Lamborghini actually is a fantastic brand. I've got more examples of this. But why I asked you, do you have your own brands? Is because the brand is not just what I show on social media. It's not, you know, it's this in real life. It's how you feel when you meet me. It's what I look like. It's what I dress like. It's what I sound like. It's what I stand like. It's my height. Everything is my brand, right? <laughs> so, you know, this is an example of a brand where the product, in my opinion, doesn't always match up right that's up for debate now let's let's have another car example i like cars clearly does anyone know what's similar about these two cars engine yep yeah. 5.2 liter v10 anything else that's similar chassis yeah they're the same car right they're the same car you take the wolf's clothing off they are the same car underneath same engine same chassis same suspension same parts, probably the same intercooler. Same, right? Look at the price difference. Look at the price difference. And arguably, this is a better car. If you read the reviews, and it's a better car, the technology is better, the interior is better. But if you pull up in a Lamborghini, what's the perception versus pulling up in an Audi? If I came in and I just said, oh, let me just leave my car keys here. 
It was a Lamborghini queue. Uh, there we go. There is that. That's because you're developers and you're like, you know, you're more serious about stuff. But, you know, there's a difference in perception when you pull up. There, there just is, right? There's a difference in how you get treated, in your, maybe your self-worth, etc. Same car. Who's paying 70 grand more for the Lamborghini? But come on, be honest. You're, you're lying, some of you. I know you are. Yeah, that's why you said it. That's why you said it. They also have the same key as well, which is like a bit of a, you know, but I'm using these examples to show you how brand is powerful and how you can dress. Okay, they look totally different, fine. But you can dress something and sell it for that. Now, this could apply to your properties. This could apply to the way you describe things. You may have seen property educators describing things as, you know, elite, platinum level, super, blah, blah, blah. Well, guess what? Like, this is what they're doing. They're dressing an R8 as the Lamborghini, right? Now, look, I get these examples are a bit, you know, if you don't like cars or if you're thinking they actually look totally different. Like, Ted, give us a, give us a better example. Jeans. Who wears jeans? Your jeans on. Fun fact, I've worn jeans once in my life and they were borrowed. I've never owned a pair of jeans. I don't know why. I, they, they, they're fine. Tell me the difference between these two jeans. The lines. Well, ah, what can you see? You fit. Other. Fit? Someone said fit. Who said fit? Fit, yeah. Fit. You, 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 got, you got style. There is, there is a difference in the fit. There's a slight difference in the fit. I mean, look at the seams. I mean, that's got a darker seam, that's got a lighter seam. But, I mean, would you say if two people stood here wearing these, you'd say, you got the same jeans on, guys? Right? Wow. <laughs> they ain't got the same jeans on. What? You're having a laugh. Yeah. I actually thought the Cromwell ones were better. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, there we go. I mean, yeah, what the fuck? For jeans, like, look, it, you know, denim is denim, right? There's a certain level and it stops. Cotton is cotton. And after a few washes, you really find out if your designer stuff is, is good quality. But this brand, some of you may have heard of it, it you know, they're doing well, they're making money, they're selling. The same jeans as Primark, and I actually looked at this at home, uh, and I know there are some subtle differences, but there's a lot that is like identical, which is funny because it took me two minutes to find these two examples, and they're almost identical, but people are paying four grand for this. And look, there's no logo on it. It's not as if it's like when people wear Balmain, it's a huge across the chest. You, like, you would not know where they're from. People are still paying four grand for it. And this highlights something important about brand, which is the way it makes you feel. And that's where the Lamborghini also we can revert to because it makes you feel different from an Audi. Would you feel different with four grand jeans on? You feel like a dickhead. You feel like a dickhead. You probably feel a bit poorer as well because you probably would be. Um, But this shows the difference. So when it comes to your brands, when it comes to, you know, selling a property, when it comes to selling yourself which is what we're doing the name the label the brand will make a difference now you might say i'll never buy that i'll go to primark primark's still a brand right it might be a cheap brand or a budget brand but it's a brand we we can't argue about that so those are just some fun examples to show you the power of branding now i said this really early on who disagrees with this feel free to disagree does anyone in here think they, they buy stuff or they will buy stuff without any influence from the brand? No. Nope, you won't. I'm telling you, you won't. It's impossible. Because 
Okay, this Fitbit, I bought it because it's functional, it works with my Android, I'd rather have an Apple Watch because it is better, but 80% of this purchase is functional, right? It's not really the, you know, it's not that good, but it's functional. 20% was, I trust Fitbit over some other random brand on Amazon, right? Because Google owned them. That's because of the brand of Google and the brand of Fitbit. So anything that we say is functional, there's still a brand that's influencing that decision. Bottled water. How many brands of bottled water are they? Six? Five or six? Like big ones? Maybe less? Or water. It will taste like water. They've got the same mineral content. But I bet when you go to a shelf, there's a decision. Who, who drinks uh, like Coke and Pepsi and those kind of drinks? No one. You're super healthy. I love it. But anyways, people who... I don't drink them, but people who drink them say, no, Coke and Pepsi are totally different. They're, if I blindfolded them and put Coke and Pepsi... I, I, you know, I'm not saying anything, but I think the results would be a bit different. So about me, just a little intro to me. Uh, one of the sentences on here is a lie. Which one is it? Bug custer. <laughs> That's my whole identity. Sinisters. And builders, yes. I don't love builders and sisters. I really love them. Yeah, that's the lie on that one. So, yeah, I do a bunch of stuff. Uh, I do buy property. Now I'm buying businesses because, like, I'm just a bit more of property. The property's great. Don't get me wrong. I'll always buy property. And there's me at my wedding because we pay too much to not use these pictures at any opportunity that I can. So, there we go. I have used it. Now, here's what I've achieved from a few bits I've achieved from my brand because people say, okay, look, cool, cool. The car stuff, the jeans, whatever. What can we actually get from this? Now, I've raised £850,000 of investor finance. So you might look at this as a developer and say, that's like just to discharge the conditions. Fine, cool. Just times it by 10 then. I've raised that because that's what I need. And that's what I needed at the time to, to build my buy-to-let portfolio. Whatever number you need, just replace it with that. Um, if I've raised that through my brand, then you can, in, in, in your proportionate way, raise any amount of money. There's, you know, there's nothing to stop you, right? Uh, I've made over six figures from education and for someone who doesn't really push it, in my opinion, that much from my brand in probably just over a year, I think. That's pretty good. Nowhere near the levels of <clears throat> certain people in property. But when you don't lie, it's, um, it's hard to make more money sometimes in education. I won't name, name, name any names because there'll be a lawsuit. Uh, I've had almost a million downloads on my podcast. So podcasting is not a lie. It is the truth. Um, you might think, so what? Well, I could come to a room like this every month, and nothing wrong with that. I love networking. I could speak to how many people in the break did you say it was four people, four minutes? Four people. Maybe by the end of the night, I'll speak to 20. Let's just say that. I've had to leave the house. I've had to shower. I've had to get changed. I've had to like, do all this stuff, which is long. I can sit there on my ass, right, in whatever I'm wearing, use your imagination, and I can reach a million people in 120 different countries with a microphone that costs, I'm getting 50 quid, software that's basically free, uh, I pay £10 a month for a subscription. Now, if I'm getting into that many heads, if that many you know, people are listening to me, talk about my journey, you know, interview people, whatever it is, that many people are watching me on YouTube, then over time, we're building a relationship. You know, I have people come up to me and say, oh, how's this? How's that? I love the episode. Or I feel like I know you already. And I don't know their name. I don't know who they are. But that's because they're one of this number. So 
if you're trying to sell something, if you're trying to raise money, which I think raising money is probably the biggest thing in, in property, at least for all of you, that you're going to have to do at some point, I think especially in development, given the cost for it, you know, with things like social media, with this video, and I'll get to why I'm filming this and, and what will come from it, you can reach that many people, you know? Um, there's a reason I'm on stage. There's a reason I've been on stages, you know, it's because of everything that I've built for my brand. Now, this is going to sound like a full-time job, and I've got really good news for you. It basically is. So you, um, you may want to outsource some elements of it. You may want to use ChatGPT when I start talking about, you know, kind of elements of building a brand. So let's, um, let's talk about the brilliant basics. Too many people want to sort of say, oh, how can I like cheat the algorithm? How can I be shown at certain times? How can I, oh, should I post at 7.07 p.m. and wait for the full moon and get really good engagement? It's like, no, no, no. Let's actually start with the brilliant basics. So the first thing is content. What is content? How would you define content? Anyone? Written. Yeah. This. Yeah, that can be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what about when you're scrolling on Instagram, what, what are you looking at? Or maybe some of you don't tell me what you're looking at. Content, content. So images, videos, captions, anything that is created, which has a purpose that could be value, could be entertainment, could be humor, could be being rude, whatever it is, is content, right? So the first thing you have to do when building a brand is create content. You're all here tonight and it's, is it Wednesday? It's Wednesday. Don't ask me why I don't know the days. Uh, you could be at home watching Disney Plus, right? I could be finishing off The Mandalorian tonight, right? But I'm not, so don't, no spoiler alerts. But I'm here talking to you and you're here talking to each other. So when someone's following you or, you know, you have friends from, you know, school or from your networks, they're going to see you doing this and think, hmm, out of all the things in life you could have done, you're sitting here networking, learning, continually developing yourself. That shows investors something about you and makes you more investable, right? That for me is like the easiest bit of content that you could create because you're here, you know, pictures of me talking on stage, I'll repost you. That's X number of followers that are going to see you, people you meet, uh, the lessons you learn from people. This is all content. This video is content. You saying, mm, chat GPT, give me three tips for uh, building a brand in property in 2023. I want to make a 10 minute video. There's your thing. Create that, film that, you know, get the audio from it. This is content. Why do we need content? Well, how do you know who anyone is in today's world? I'll leave it at that. How do you know who anyone is? Maybe a deep question. But until you've met them, looked in their eyes and shook their hands, even then you don't really kind of know them. How do you know anyone? You Google their name. You LinkedIn their name. You go on Instagram. Oh, what's your Instagram tag? This is your online CV. This is your online shop front that you are showing the world. Hey, this is what I do. This is how I do it. It's my personality. If you want to do business, cool. If you don't, cool. Hate me, love me. I'm here. Like you're showing the world this. And, you know, for those of you, especially who are new in property, when you're trying to raise money, you're trying to prove credibility. Obviously, for your first deal, it's, I think it's hard to raise money, like on a loan at least. But you need to prove that credibility. And the only way to do it is with content. Now, two types of content. Documenting, creating. Hey, everyone, I'm here at uh, the Network event presenting on building a brand. That is documenting. Creating is, right, I'm going to make a video. 
Here's how to work with planning consultants. Here's how to chase your solicitors to make sure they reply. It's going to be a pretty short video because it's impossible and then that's it. Um, you know, that is how you create and that's how you document. And you need to do both. Uh, for, a, for quite a while, um, six months minimum, maybe 12 months, depending on your property experience. If you have a portfolio, if you're doing developments, it's a lot easier for you because you've got a lot more to prove and you're a lot more credible instantly. You know, I was looking at your developments earlier that you were putting on the board. If you start talking about all of them in detail, going through them, you've got content for the next five or six months, right? And development is so complex. And when I saw your one in Wellingborough, I think it was, it was so complex. Like every element of it was just content galore. Like that whole place was, you know, months and months of content that proves to people you are credible, right? So creating content is the most important thing. Like I said, when you start out, you're going to get like two likes, your mum, your sister, you then post again, your cousin might like it or like a bot might like it. Yes, we're on four likes. You know, it's going to be like this for a long time and then eventually it'll kind of go up there. Most people stop here because that's the shit part. That's the you know, no one's watching it, no one's liking it. What, why am I spending hours? Why have I spent thousands on a camera? Why have I done all this stuff? And no one's watching it. But people are watching, right? People are watching. Has anyone read the essay, A Thousand True Fans? Okay, this is a really good essay written, I think probably 10 years ago. And essentially what this guy says is, you only need 1,000 true fans. And a true fan is someone who will buy everything you produce. You do a limited edition t-shirt, done. You know, you, you make a mixtape when you can't rap, they're buying it, right? You're selling on your used sock and buying it. We're talking super fans, right? Like the kind, of, the kind of fans Beyonce has, right? But, you know, maybe a bit more realistic than that. All you need is a thousand of them for you to start selling various products. And if I remember correctly, you make about $100,000 a year from 1,000 true fans. And this essay essentially breaks it down. So forget, you know, oh, they've got a million followers. They've got, you know, 20,000, like... You don't need that. You need high quality, good quality content, right? So the next thing is be memorable. Uh, you know, when you are... Who here has been on Instagram or TikTok and they've been scrolling and thought it was two minutes and it was like 20? Yeah, a lot of people. Do you remember much from the blur? No. Okay. It's... There's, there's two things here. One is a saying, which is stop the scroll. Your aim with content is when people are scrolling is to stop it, right? For people to say, oh, that's really interesting. I like that. Oh, I want to know that. I want to learn that. And the only way you're going to do that, you guessed it, is with good quality content. So stopping the scroll is important. Also for, you know, algorithm reasons, if Instagram obviously is watching us, if it sees you stop, it says, hmm, what are you doing now? If you press the read more button, you like it, you comment, it says, you like Tej's content? Okay, I'm going to show you that. And next time you open your phone, guess who's there? And that post was from two weeks ago. It's weird. Why is it top of your feed? Right? Because Instagram knows and follows and watches what you're doing. And TikTok's even better at it. So you have to be memorable. Whether that's wearing bright yellow, which obviously I've, I've sort of like moved from. But when I started out, I wore the brightest color you could imagine. So when I walked in a room, was the brightest thing here. It's like the chairs. If you look around now, everyone's wearing white, blue, navy, black. If something was bright yellow in here, it stands out. So I made my life a lot easier 
from day one by wearing a bright collar. Um, whether you're really sarcastic, you're really rude, you're really funny, whatever. Be memorable, right? Because if someone's going to invest in you, um, people, have you heard of seven touch points before a sale by Google? So for people who don't know, I think it's Google who researched this, but they say there's going to be seven touch points before a sale. Now, what does this look like? So, and a sale could be yourself, i.e., okay, I want to raise £100,000 and you're all potential investors. Okay, what's touch point one? Um, me being here today. Okay, touch point two. Uh, you send me a DM, we have a little chat and, oh, okay, cool. Touch point three, you're on my mailing list, are you? Oh, you've got an email from me. Touch point four, you listen to one of my podcasts. Oh, cool. Okay, this is tiring. Touch point five, you have booked in a call with me. We've spoken for half an hour about your goals and your journey. Six, you have been binging on my YouTube videos and you've spoken to someone I've worked with before. Touch point seven, hey, Tej, I'm ready to invest. That's long. Right, that is like, and that's kind of best case. The traditional way is, let's go for dinner. Let's have a phone call. I'll leave a voicemail. Let's I'll write you a letter. Let's have an email. Let's let's active, active. Nowadays, every every step I just gave you was pretty passive, right? Yeah, there was one call in there with me, but everything was passive. Everything on that touch on that scale of touch points, I was putting out anyway. You just happened to get caught and see it if you saw it. So that whole sort of seven steps is passive. And it has been for me to the point where someone will DM me and say, I want to invest. And we talk about rate, security, duration, and asset. And that's it. Because they've spent years, months, weeks, hours, whatever it is, listening to me, getting to know me, being kind of caught in my passive seven points to a sale. And I have to be memorable because it's very easy to go one, two, uh, boring. And the touch points are dead and you're back to square one, right? And with social media, and you've seen it when you're scrolling, if you lose that sort of momentum, like, you know, they say time kills deals, that momentum, the same thing, it gets cut, then what? So you have to be memorable. And that's something you need to work on, right? You need to look at your brand, look at you as a person, look at what you're doing. What are you doing differently? What value can you offer that's different from others? Uh, If you look at people who are famous, who are, you know, funny comedians, people who... The best footballers, for example, they are memorable, whether it's the way they play, the way they talk, the way they make you laugh, they are memorable. And you have to be consistent. Who here posts on social media, just in general? Who here posts? One, two, three. How often do you post? Uh, Every week, three or four times a week. Two or four times a week, okay. How many times do you post? I know you do, because I don't never see your posts. I was going to say, I've never seen them. Uh, Terry, how often do you post? Maybe once a week. Yeah, if that. I'm watching you. Um, So none of that's a much better number to be posting. But once a week is not going to work because you're not going to be memorable. Even if that one, you know, piece of content is incredible. It's 2023. Everything is shallow. Society moves quick. While our attention spans and memories like goldfish. So if you're not consistent, you're not going to be memorable. So these two kind of go hand in hand. And I've kind of got an image here of this because that's almost how you have to plan your social media. You should be posting five times a week. So Monday to Friday on, I would say, two to three platforms. So that's what, 10 to 15 bits of content. That doesn't mean 15 different bits of content. That means, and I'll show you how we're going to reuse some stuff. And like, I'll give this camera as an example. 
but that's the amount you need to be posting. So that's a lot of content you have to generate and that's a lot of consistency in order to be memorable. But so many people come to me after this and they say, oh, Tej, you really inspired me to start a brand. And I just look at them and say, shut up, man. You're not going to do it. You're, I'll say it to you, you're not going to do it. Because 90% of people don't value it and don't have the consistency to do it. Whereas if I said to you, oh, you know what? You, like the figures on this, this deal that you're currently doing, the refurb figures, it's, it's, I think you need to consistently monitor them every other day because the monitoring surveyor is coming over and they're looking a bit, and it's going to mean we save money on our deal. You're all going to say, save money on a deal? Yes, I'll monitor it every day, get the spreadsheet up, right? You will. And I think that's just because of the, the weighting of branding and maybe the lack of importance that's kind of attributed to branding. Um, and I'll, I'll kind of give you a property developer example as well. You have to be authentic because uh, you all laughed earlier when I said, you know, people lying make more money. And they do. And I think you do. It's a lot easier to lie. It's a lot easier to feign wealth and to be someone you're not. Uh, than it is to be honest. Because if I said to you, okay, your quickest development deal, how long did it take? Yeah. Fuck, man, development's long. I don't know how you're yeah. to... Um, a year. Okay, and if I said to you, you can be financially free and you'll have all this stuff, you know, you'll make a big chunk of money at the end of it and, you know, just straightforward, you've got some planning in, do this, do that, do that, uh, and it'll take a year. How many courses am I going to sell? <sighs> Nothing. Whereas if I said, you know what, I've got a seven-step formula and development? Now, don't listen to this guy. What was he talking about? We'll do it in seven weeks. Yeah, 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 planning. No, easy. Yeah, yeah. Me and the planners, we're friends. Yeah. I will sell. I promise you I will sell, right? So be yourself. Be who you are. And a lot of people say, oh, but Tej, I'm boring. I say, yeah, maybe you are. But like, you know, just... <laughs> uh, but honestly... Whatever you think about yourself, I can guarantee you that a lot of people probably don't think that about you. You know, I think sometimes we have more negative images of ourselves and we're more anxious about ourselves and our personality than people actually think about us. You have to, you don't have to be authentic. But honestly, if you want to make money, don't be authentic. But if you want to have good ethics and morals and like, you know, have some integrity, then be authentic. That decision is yours. I'm not going to force you to make that decision. Um... But being authentic, it, it works in the long run, I think. And I think you'll just be a better person for it. Uh, like every week I discover someone new in property is lying or is faking bank statements or, you know, it's got 20 essays. They got like two, like, and like you know what I mean? So it's an interesting point of authenticity. I think it's one you need to think about because there's also a dangerous trap as you build a brand as you acquire things, as you become whatever, successful, it's easy to use those things for gain. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but I say be authentic, be yourself, right? There's only one of you, so show the world that because someone will invest with me because they like me and someone will choose not to invest in me because they hate me and someone will invest in you, not me, because they like you and they don't like me. Fine, you know, like it is what it is. They're not going to invest with me because my deals are good, because why should I be doing a shit deal? They're not going to invest in me because my deal pack is really gorgeous. I think they're really nice. Um, they're not going to invest in me because 
I'm in a certain area. No, no, no. They're investing in me because of me, right? And they're not investing in me because of me. So you have to be yourself, right? You, you will get found out eventually. And especially if you want to raise money, it, like super, super important to be authentic. So hopefully you can see how, you know, these brilliant basics combine into creating a brand. Now, each one of these has, you know, it's almost like a vertical in the world of branding and social media. There's so much more to go into for each one. But if you start by creating content, like, and you can get in the mindset of creating, understanding, you know, I have people who say, Ted, I've got, a, you know, 30 pages with like 50 sort of headings of here's what my video is going to be. Here's what I'm going to talk about. That's the kind of thing you need to do to then get all of this stuff. You know, public speaking training helps with the kind of being memorable part. Um, you know, Udemy maybe might have some courses on public speaking. YouTube will have some stuff on, on public speaking. Um, who here is confident on camera? One, two, a few people. The rest of you are not confident on camera. Middling. I've seen you on camera. You, but listen, when we little, you know, you're confident. Um, well, when we were like one years old, who here could walk when they, I don't have kids, I could be way off here. When, <laughs> when you were one years old, who could walk in the room? Oh, fuck. Okay. When you were 0.5 years old, who could walk in the room? No one. When you were, uh, let's, let's try this now. When you were two years old, who could read Shakespeare? Just deadly. Yeah, yeah, I thought you, there's always one. But can you do both now? Yeah? Because you learned. So if you're not comfortable on camera, get a camera that's in the back of your phone and practice and learn. There is no excuse but an excuse, right? Like you will learn and you can be good on camera. There's a study done that says, most people, I actually can't believe this is true. Most people would rather die than be on stage and speak publicly and present like this. I, 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 can't, I actually can't still believe this is true. Um, who here would rather die than speak on stage? Because I've got a shotgun, so let's, let's play a game. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy, right? Like, I, I can't believe it. The, the literally, the, the sort of imaginary wall here is, nope, I'd rather die than stand here. It's, it, it blows my mind. But I get it, right? But all of that comes down to learning. So let's learn. Let's make steps towards it. Who here watches videos on YouTube of like people who teach you stuff or learn stuff or go through stuff, right? All of you, right? So they learned. They didn't come out of you know, the womb being like, hey, mom, get the shotgun mic set up. Like, let's, you know, they, they learned how to do it. Imagine this question is about builders. I think we'd all say yes. Right? I think we'd all say, I mean, well, I think that's asking quite a lot for builders. Sorry to any builders in the room. <clears throat> Not sorry. <laughs> who here, who here wouldn't pay more for this? Exactly. But hold on a second. If I'm, I'm a builder, yeah? I'm a builder, right? And I'm coming to quote your works. And I've said, yeah, it's 10 grand for this, 20 grand for that, 15 grand for that. Cheers, mate. Send you a quote, blah, 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 whatever. How do you know, in that moment, when you go, how do you know that I'm going to be better, more reliable and more trusted? What do you do? My name's Tej Builders Limited. What are you going to do when I leave? Google reviews, check a trade, ask someone, my body, etc. And this is all part of the brand. If I come to you and, and try sell you a watch, right? 
how are you going to know all of this? Especially with watches where there can be counterfeits. How are you going to know all of this brand, right? Number of followers. We look at this. Is it blue ticked? Oh, wow. He just sold a watch to AJ. Okay, flip it. Then he must be legit. Let me. And I get there's lots of fakes and there's lots of times where this isn't the case. But the majority of the time, you know this because of someone's brand. Yeah, you, you could be like, no, well, when I meet people, I look in their eyes and I just know if they're going to be good. Okay, I'm all for gut feel and I, I fuck with that. But, you know, a lot of the time people are doing this to you and we're doing it to them. Right. And reviews is a is such a key part of this. Who here um, who here has some sort of reviews or testimonials on their website or their brand or one well, few people? OK, this is super powerful especially Google, FIFA, or Trustpilot, because it helps with your search optimization rankings, right? When your name is typed in, really, you should have a Google thing there with reviews, right? If you're a developer and you're building 12 plots and you're selling 12 of them, why aren't those 12 people leaving you a review? Why isn't it in the flipping contract with those listers? I'd put it in there. Flipping, I wouldn't need a review. Because to have 12 of your customers say, yeah, I spent 400 grand on these houses and, you know, they're amazing... Especially when you've got the likes of Taylor Wimpy and other developers out there building absolute shacks of trash. And you come in and they say, oh, this new build developer, incredible. Or if you're a builder, you know, like industries that have a bad reputation is just the easiest to have a brand in. Because all you have to do is one step above the rest and you're already a million miles from the rest. And that comes from reviews, right? That comes from credibility and trust and your brand. If you're showing the world how you do something and, and how you operate, they're going to want to work with you. Um, and for people who are in, you know, maybe service industries or, or where you might be showing how you build a cavity wall, for example, and the benefits of it, don't think that by showing it, your customers are going to say, I'm going to build that wall myself. Now you show me how to do it. Some will, but most people are going to be like, you know, if you're a mechanic, why aren't you showing people a step-by-step how to change their brakes? I can change brakes. I don't want to change them. Like, my hands are too soft, man. Like, I don't want grease on them. You know what I mean, I'm paying you to do it. So show me that. So um, I'm missing social media here, which I'll talk about in a second. For me, these are kind of like the three giants, right? The ones that have been here for the longest time and I think will continue to be here for a while. I've kind of just put a little description below it of like what each one is and maybe some of the benefits and the pros and cons of each one. Who here is on all three? Okay, well, everyone, fine. So LinkedIn is a bit, bit dull. I said people can be weird on it. I don't know if everyone's experienced that as well, but it's very corporate. It can be a bit stuffy. Um, I think the kind of content that you put on LinkedIn is, is going to be a bit different from these two. Um, however, you can find a vice president of HSBC and know what their salary is with one search. And if you want an investor, you want someone earning 250 grand a year, right? It's easy to find them on LinkedIn. Uh, Facebook. Facebook is very popular. Um, one of the most popular websites in the world. It was third most popular at that time. Somewhere up there now, I'm sure. A lot of people are on Facebook. A lot of your customers, a lot of people who could invest with you are on Facebook. Um, Facebook is very good for the kind of community aspect as well. If you're a local cleaner, you're a local business person, great to put things on there. And people talk, people share, people post. There's a lot more of a sort of community on Facebook. Instagram is kind of my 
favorite because it combines the documenting, the creating, the visual, the audio, the visual and audio, the short form, the slightly longer form into a, quite a nice app. Some areas they need to improve, but quite a nice app. So which one of these should you pick? Pick whichever one suits your personality and your target market. I think LinkedIn is, for property development, I feel like LinkedIn is a very good one to use. I see a lot of property developers on it. If you're an investor, and what I mean by that is maybe not new bills, not commercial conversions, there's a lot more invest of investors on Instagram, but that's just my like personal opinion of it. Pick whichever one suits you the most and for whichever one you can create the best content for. If you're a writer and maybe you're witty and you're a good copywriter, LinkedIn, LinkedIn kind of works. If you've got some good gear and you've got good editors and you're confident on camera and go with Instagram. If you're happy to document your life in public, go with Instagram. And if you're kind of in the middle, go with Facebook. What social media am I missing? TikTok. So yeah, TikTok is a, an amazing piece of technology. The algorithm is so, so good. Scarily good sometimes. Now, the reason I haven't got it on here is because I haven't made much effort with it, to be honest. I prefer these platforms. I've had more success from Instagram. I do post on TikTok consistently. I use a scheduling tool. So pretty much all of these and TikTok is the same bit of content. And I'll show you why it's important to repurpose content. Who here is on TikTok? And who uses, who posts content on TikTok? You're not dancing no on TikTok? Terry, you, what, do, what do you post on TikTok, Terry? To uh, know stuff, so recreative us. And how, how do you think people receive it versus how they receive it on Instagram? I feel like on TikTok, you get more views and then you know, engage with it a little bit more. Um, you, yeah, I, I hear a lot of people say, oh, I see you on TikTok versus I see you on Instagram. Hmm. Yeah, fair enough. And I think also that's a factor of the fact that TikTok just has so many users. And if, you know, the algorithm is favoring you in that moment, then yeah, more people are going to see you. And yeah, I I see what you mean about the views part. I think TikTok is now quite established. So my advice to TikTok is use your Instagram content on TikTok and go from there. Now with TikTok though, I know I said you have to post five times a week on platforms on tiktok there's some evidence that you should post twice a day 10 a week and that's 10 unique pieces of content give it a go and let me know uh, how it goes i didn't want to give it that time but i've seen people grow who are posting twice a day my issue with tiktok is it summarizes society is very shallow it's very like you got two seconds to hook someone in or you're out and so You've really got to produce a very good video that may not have the best content, but has the best, you're staying here because I've hooked you in with something saucy, right? And production values have definitely increased. Um, People have iPhones, people have Pixels, they have good cameras. You don't need, you know, stuff like this necessarily. Okay, so I'm recording this uh, and it won't be 60 minutes. I think the batteries will probably die at like 50 But let's say I had 60 minutes here of footage. What can I do with this? Shout shout at me, what what can I split this into? What what can I do with 60 minutes of footage? Because just a lump of video. YouTube, reels, story. How many YouTube videos can I make from it? Under 20, 30 second ones. If I was doing shorts, yeah. Yeah, I could do 120 shorts. If I was doing full videos, maybe a couple. 
depending on uh, how I've structured it. But I can structure it so that it kind of equals three YouTube videos. So we've got YouTube videos and YouTube shorts. What else? Instagram Reels. Instagram Reels, yeah. How many could we make? Make quite a lot. If stuff that you're talking about, you could have that as a particular reel. Yeah. But they don't have like to be... at the start, you know, different perceptions of the brands that could be almost three or four days of reels alone. Yeah. So quite a few reels, right? Maybe not 60 times one minute, because reels can be 20 seconds, can be 30, can be whatever. Uh, anything else? Uh, I'm doing a lot of work for just for this. Transcribed. Yeah, transcribed, yeah. Audio as well, yeah. And what would I do with the transcription? Okay, use it as a as a email capture tool. Here's the thing I'm going to tell you about the four brilliant tips for the click here to get that email in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think that's pretty much webinar. webinar. Yeah, good idea. Yeah, so I've put what I can create from on here. <clears throat> I haven't put the shorts, but essentially the YouTube shorts would be another thirty times one minute. I've been quite conservative. I've sort of cut it to. 50 minutes of usable time but if i could make this much it won't be me personally like my editor or you know my designer will do it i can still do it myself if i wanted to what's the excuse that like we have for not creating content because for 60 minutes now this is well, i've just bought this and set it up you could do it with if you have an iphone okay it's not comparable but it's good enough and it's good enough for the short stuff, iPhone may not be good enough for YouTube, although some of the new ones are, are pretty epic. It's enough for those. A mic, 10 quid on Amazon, 15 quid for like an iPhone mic. Uh, LinkedIn videos potentially do. Captions, so captions being, well, I've spoken about seven or eight different kind of core topics. I can write captions from that, from this video and using the transcription. I could even put that into ChatGPT and see if it can do something with that. Uh, blogs, so... That's where you could use ChatGPT again. And those blogs can be kind of SEO focused, so a bit more generic, or I can get involved and make them more sort of copywritten. And that comes from the transcription again. So all of this comes from one video recording. And that's maybe kind of a month of content. I mean, this stuff is, is 30 days. That, that's content sorted from one hour of my time. Now, of course... It will take four or five more to do all of this stuff. But if I'm outsourcing and paying for it, I'll spend 60 minutes, I'll stop record, I'll go home, put my SD card in, upload it, everything else gets done. Right? So you can outsource, you will pay for it, of course, but it means you have free time. It means that I'm not sitting there for four hours trying to split this up into different things and getting pissed off with editing software. So 60 minutes of video equals, I would say, quite a big chunk of content that can be used. And this is a presentation, okay, fine. But what's to stop you saying, okay, well, here's an hour video, or here's some topics I'm gonna to talk about. Let me record it, let me chop it up, you know? So 60 minutes of video gets you, I think a lot more than most people think. Now I said this earlier, the brand is you and you are the brand. What people say about you when you're not in the room, it's the brand, right? Their perception of you, it's the brand. When they meet you and say, you're different to how you were online. That's not good. That's the brand. And this is applicable to... So who in the room here builds new builds and sells them? No one. Well, there's the developers network. The developers, your developer. Okay. So when it comes to selling it, 
Now, obviously, certain new build developers, mainly the bigger ones, have reputations, right? Good and bad. I think mainly not good. If you had a brand around your selling, one, you may not even need an agent to sell them because the brand would attract them. Two, you can charge more. You can be the Lamborghini of new builds. You have brochures, you have logos, you have brands, you have the way you do things, the way you show. When was the last time someone who bought a new build got to understand how the house is built? Now, I don't, you don't need to make seven-hour videos about wall ties and, you know, flipping whatever, 50 mil insulation versus 150. But like a really nicely edited six-minute, here was the mud, quick time-lapse, and here's your beautiful house. And they can see things like this. You think, well, how are they going to pay more for that? People are paying more for a Lamborghini. People are paying four grand for jeans. And yet we're accepting, oh, we'll just give it to an agent. We'll just sell it, and then that's fine. Why can't you charge 5, 10, X percent more? I know that there's a market that factors in here, but if you have a brand, you will make more money, right? And this goes for your renting your flats. This goes for selling developments that you're doing. If you're selling land that has planning on it, okay, why haven't you created content around that to sell that? You know, we're in a day and age where, yes, agents are incredibly useful in, in some circumstances and when they're good, but you can make a lot more money by doing something different and it won't cost that much like it really really doesn't cost that much to get a videographer to get some nice photos taken to build a website to you know who has ever done a development and built a website for their development yeah and any any success from it yeah case in point right your flats in Willembro they should have had a website because that was like a really nice historical building and there was so much in there to do like that website alone can sell it because it creates a brand, it creates a feeling, it creates emotion, it creates a perception of what this product is. And it doesn't have to be high end. Like if you are selling 100 grand houses in Durham, you still create a website for them. You know, someone is still looking at that aspirationally and someone wants to kind of say, yeah, I had a, had a website, or, you know, thing it was on Instagram and every, like people really, really like this. So two things here, you are the brand, don't ever forget that. But be yourself. Don't feel like you have to come to an event and, oh, how was I online yesterday? Let me be like that. No, no, no. Just be yourself. And secondly, as developers, as investors, there's so many opportunities for you to use your brand, to build your brand, frankly, to make more money, which I think that's kind of the reason that we do developments at least. You know, we wait a year, two years for all this stuff. We have to deal with various people and, you know, drives us crazy. So why don't we maximize what we're making from that, Right. So uh, that is me. I'm happy to take questions, etc., or discussion. And uh, yeah, I'm on YouTube and everything else. Type my name in and, and hopefully my face will appear. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, just a quick question. With regards to, you know, you said um, video editors and outsourcing screens, is there anywhere specific, apart from like Fiverr, that you actually find them safe? specialist video editors or, or what would you think? No, unfortunately there isn't that I know of. I use Upwork because Fiverr's good for, right, I've got a project, here's a budget, do it. Upwork is more like an employee almost, like you're finding people who really want long-term contracts, want some security, want some stability. They're kind of in it, not just on a project-by-project project basis. So Upwork is really good. When I say really good, you're going to get 50 applications and have three good ones, Right. But it's important to have a good job description to, in the questions, 
ask them certain things and also to send links. So for example, I would create like a video showing, right, here's my podcast, here's my YouTube, here's my Instagram, here's the style of videos I create. This is kind of the time it's going to take. This is what I need you to do. I put like a video from Zoom, screen recorded, and I put in a question and say, watch this and then message me. Most people won't. So, but it's important you have that because the ones that have done that and watched that, that you've already set them apart from the rest. Another thing people do is they have like a question that says, uh, or they put something in the text that says, when you message me, make the heading octopus. Or like say, you know, fish in your message to prove that you've actually read the job description. Because a lot of people will just say, apply, apply, apply. And you're like sitting there trying to filter through. So yeah, Upwork takes time. I've been through three or four. My current editor is amazing, but it's taken three or four and, you know, mistakes and all that to get through to it. Uh, designers from there as well. My VA from, um, my VA is the same as James Hurt's VA. We share VA. Yeah, Upwork is good. Onlinejobs.ph can be quite good as well. There's a few There's a few companies, I forget the names, who will find you VAs. So you could say, I need a video editor, experienced in this, can do this. And you pay them, I don't know, three, 400 quid. And they'll give you a short list of them. So there's also that. Um, but yeah, Upwork, Upwork works for me. Yeah, Freedom Geeks is another website for VAs. Oh, that's the one you pay to get the shortlist, I think. Really good, really good. We use them to, we've got a team of really skilled people that, that you know, they're right over here, they'd be paying, I'd be paying them 40, 50 grand in, yeah. to do the things they're doing, you know, their NBAs and, you know, it's like everybody, everybody has this kind of thing, oh, we, I, I my, my VA in, in the Philippines, you know, and it, it's, that's, our company runs because they're highly skilled admin back office that we have out there. Yeah, definitely. So Toshim, when you kind of cast a wide net and you get all these people into your funnel and you're converting them, is it just kind of um, is it just exposure and, and brand building, or are you kind of ultimately leading them to some sort of conversion? Like, a, you know, did you have it towards deals, or did you kind of segment them and then you know kind of um, shoot them in different directions, or is it just pure look at my content, know, know me, so that when I put something out there, you, you, you can engage? It's both. So for raising money, it's more the latter because that's so sporadic in the sense that I get a deal, I need money. I won't have a deal for another month, I don't need money. So that's kind of one element. That's probably the, the majority of it is that. There is a funnel for my education, or for my mentoring, which people kind of almost self-select for. Because I've got a link in my bio on my Instagram, which is to book in a call to talk about that. So that's kind of the funnel, really. So I always talk about the education. I'll always talk about deals. But the deals is the more passive, look at the content, do this stuff. Uh, and the education is more of a funnel. Although I wouldn't say I've got like some crazy click funnels and stuff happening. It's kind of the latter. They see the content, they watch it for a few weeks, they watch someone else's stuff, they come back, they, and then they might purchase or then they might book in something. Or, you know, So it's a bit of both. It, it can be hard to, when you're trying to do those two things, to segment them. But sometimes someone will buy education and, and invest or invest and then want it. Like I've had lots of crossover with investors and then them wanting to learn as well. So monetizing is kind of it, it, as and when rather than that. Yeah, it's not active just because like just do property and other stuff. To be fair, like, but it, you can make it, you, you can absolutely build a funnel from this. You can absolutely have people, you know, you can monetize on YouTube, although you need a lot 
of views to get like this much. So a lot of the monetization is at this sort of level is downstream of this. And then when you have a million, million plus, yeah, YouTube will give you a couple of quid, literally a couple of quid. So it can be monetized to whatever you want it to be. Then the balance is, is your profile just a pure educator, you know, sort of minimal value, just enough to hook people in, or are you still giving lots of value, but then you're also hooking them in for education. So there's kind of a, a balance and a discussion with yourself, I suppose, of if you are monetizing, how does that sit with everything else and selling houses and whatever else you might be doing? Um, a lot of this, you've talked about it being a kind of personal brand and a personal style and it's your face and it's you. Um, my, my company, the world I spend most of my time on, there's, there's lots of us, you know, and, it, and it's more about us publicising the brand of Sport Living Gateway rather than Mark Bowen or Lee or Russ or Rich or whoever else yeah. you know, it may be. How, how do I how do I kind of take the stuff you said there and equate that to not just having somebody's face all the time? Yeah, so I think in so company brands tend to not perform as well because there's a the lack of faces, there's a lack of human contact. So that's the first thing is that without the humanity of it, it will perform worse. However, there's like seven of you, I suppose. So all seven of you, where possible should be on camera, should be presenting things, should be talking about things. But if you want a more of a company kind of brand, then, you know, you can do designs like this. Like, yeah, I'm in this picture, but give or take, this is kind of a company post because there's no face in it. It's it's just very well designed. It's got the logo, but this could be something for support living. So I would say look at design things. Canva is a great tool for design and it's easy to use but if you're not design orientated you will create some windows 98 microsoft paint shit so um if you're not good at design get and you know get a designer there we go so i would focus on design content that doesn't have faces in i would also still say get on camera talking about stuff um look at blogs but yeah you just have to adapt it because all, all of what i've said can definitely be used it's just your content won't be hi i'm mark i am talk you know it'll be i'm part of you know we are talking about or the topic you talk about won't be here's my three tips or something it'll be here's how we helped a landlord get into supported living here's how we helped a person change that you know it's angling the content towards the company but people are always going to connect with you more so they might say oh i saw that video with you i really liked it or they might never come to you go to rich and say yeah i really like rich you know so it's that will naturally happen that they'll just have a favourite because just life, I suppose. <laughs>